0: We're talking about the haunted heart. And the idea behind the series is this. There are things in our lives that haunt our hearts. There is sin. There is uh, the, the four that we're going to be talking about this one. They're guilt, anger, jealousy. Um, and there's a fourth one that I can't remember off the top of my head at the moment. Uh, guilt, anger, greed, and jealousy. And these four things are the key Are, are key things that um that haunt our hearts they keep us separated from god they keep us facing difficulties from uh, facing difficulties in life because we become so crippled by them that we don't know what to do and we don't even know how to feel in life we don't even know how to act and sometimes because we repress these things because we hide these things in our life we end up uh, out giving acting out or acting in ways that we don't normally act in front of other people or do things that we don't normally would wouldn't do that's not in our character you know i was as i was talking to and my wife about this we were talking about i was like have i ever done anything like any fight or anything that we've had that i said things or did something that was out of character for me and she's like well not with me you know, I mean, it's not that we don't argue or anything, but not with me. She says, but when you get passionate or you're, you're talking to someone about something, you're passionate about something that you are, you know, convinced that is the right thing to do, you start to get very angry and aggressive and start yelling. And that is something that's not typical of you. You know, I'm not a very a- anger prone person. It takes a lot to get me upset. It takes a lot to get me angry. It takes a lot to get me um, to, to start shouting at someone, well, you know, in a bad way, you know, I don't just shout at people because of nothing. It, but those kind of things, they cause me when I'm passionate about something, I start acting in ways that are not normally me. And if you've ever been in a situation, I hope you've never seen me in a situation where I've been angry because um, I hate to be angry. You know, that, that's what happens. We end up getting, uh, becoming someone that we're not. When we allow these issues to haunt our heart, when we allow these issues to take control of our lives, we become people that we never wanted to be. We end up looking at ourselves and thinking to ourselves, like how, how am I like this? How did I end up like this? How, I, I never meant to be like this. I never wanted to be depressed or hurt or angry or bitter or broke. I, I didn't want this. But there are things in our life that we allow in our lives, into our hearts, that cause this. Proverbs 4.23 tells us that above all else, we need to guard our hearts. In order to prevent ourselves from becoming like this, we have to guard our hearts. We have to know what this is, and that's why it is important for us, and I hope that you pay attention during this series, and that you keep watching, even if you can't come online, to pay attention to what we're going to talk about, because all of them are based on debt, and if you don't know what debt is, debt is a thing that you should never get into. Don't get credit cards, guys. Um, the debt is a thing that you don't. No one likes debt. That is what you owe to someone. When you buy a house, you usually take out a loan, so you owe the bank. When you get credit cards, it ain't free money. It's money that you owe the bank. It's money that you owe someone. Or when you borrow money from a friend or something like that, and they say, okay, I'm gonna pay, you need to pay me back. That's debt. That's debt. Anybody ever buy, borrow any money or anything from a friend and then never gave it back? I've probably done that a few times in my life. But it's what we owe. It's what we owe. Today we're going to talk about guilt. Guilt is what I owe you. It's what we owe someone else. When we have done wrong, when we have uh, sinned, when we have done something uh, out of character, it's what we owe someone else, such as forgiveness, such as an apology, things like that. That's guilt. Guilt is what I owe you. The next thing we're going to talk about next week is anger. Anger is what you owe me. Anger is what you owe me. You ever been angry at someone because I didn't deserve to be treated that way. I should have been treated better. I don't deserve this. I should. I. I deserve more. I deserve better. Anger is what someone else owes you. Or when someone else hurts you. Someone else wrongs you. They, they didn't have the right to hurt me like that. That's anger. Greed is what is when i owe me when you owe yourself that's when you want more and more and more and you're never satisfied with what you have here and lastly jealousy jealousy is when we when god Owes me When we think that God should have blessed us, when we think that God should have given us a boyfriend or a girlfriend, when we think God should have given us that job, when we think God should have given us better grades, you know, why can't we get that, God? Why is everybody else getting that when everybody else is getting that? But today we're going to talk about guilt. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 8, this is the first instant of guilt in the Bible. And if you know, um, I was going to say, if you know your Bible, but clearly we need to do some work on that today. If you know your Bible, Genesis chapter 3 is the story where Adam and Eve betrayed God's trust. They ate the forbidden fruit in the garden and they sinned against God. And when they did this, they became guilty. They became very guilty because we see it in this story in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. We see what happens. As soon as Adam hears God walking in the garden again, he hides. Adam and Eve hide. They hide themselves. They they try to protect themselves. They say, well, maybe God can't find us as if we could hide from God. They say, maybe God can't find me. And if God can't find me, then, then I won't have to deal with what I'm feeling right now. And not only that, when God finally did find them, because you can't hide from God, like I said, they tried to cover themselves up. It says they sewed together fig leaves and covered themselves up because they realized that they were naked. They were living this whole time in the garden without clothes and they had no idea. Because the temperature must have been perfect or something, I don't know. (laughs) but they lived that way and they didn't realize it and then the instant their guilt hit them they realized that they were uncovered and they tried to hide themselves from God they tried to hide themselves from each other they were guilty they were guilty and not only did they try to do that they also tried to blame each other you know God goes Adam why did you do this and he goes it was that woman the woman you gave me Try to blame Eve. Try to blame God. Gentlemen, I've always heard it. I've always heard people say that, you know, it was Eve's fault. Don't don't, don't be deceived. The Bible tells us that when Eve got the fruit, she ate it and she gave it to Adam. Adam was there the whole time. It was both of their faults. Both of them were watching. Both of them were seeing. And then they felt this guilt. They felt this guilt. And when we experience guilt in our lives, we try to cover it up. Just like Adam and Eve, we try to cover it up. We try to do things to cover it away. First thing, we would, uh, first behavior that we do is we manipulate. We try to shift the blame. We try to change the story in our favor. Just like Adam. Adam's like, well, God, you know... As innocent as I am, you know I love you, God. I know, you know that I would never do what you wouldn't do. But it was, you know, Eve, she tricked me, God. She tricked me. He's trying to manipulate the story. She tricked me. You gave her to me and she tricked me. We manipulate people. We try to keep our shame hidden. We try to keep it away. We try to tell a different story to let someone else take the blame for us and so we try to hide it another thing we do is we separate ourselves we separate ourselves there have been times in my life where I know that people have wronged me, they have done things against me, they have they've said things about me, or they have done stuff in my life that have hurt me, they betrayed my trust, and one of the things that they did while I was trying to, one of the things that I tried to do is try to make things right and reach out to them, which is what God was trying to do, but... All they did was run away. They they separated themselves. They stopped talking to me. They stopped answering text messages. They separated themselves because they said, maybe if I just walk away from the situation, I won't have to deal with it. Because that's, I mean, that's ideal, right? Maybe if I run away, I just never got to worry about it. Just never got to worry about it. We run away. We separate ourselves. But neither of those things, neither of those things fix the problem. Do you have those same six problem. Because the thing is, we didn't do anything. We didn't actually do anything about our guilt. We're still we still have it. We're still hiding it. And I remember there's two things in my life that I remember that were lost to me because I borrowed. I let someone else borrow them. Uh, when I was a kid, and they did a special promotion. This this is showing my age, but when Toy Story originally came out. <laughs> The first Toy Story, not four. When the first Toy Story came out, McDonald's did a promotion. And they gave away, they were giving away CDs of different Disney characters, different Disney songs. They had one for Toy Story. They had one for um, The Lion King. They had a bunch of different ones. And when they did that, the one that I had was my favorite one was the Toy Story CD. Uh, You know, you got a friend in me. That was my favorite song. And I let someone, I'm not going to say who I let borrow it because they still go here. I I know them. And you know them. So I let them borrow it. And when I asked them about it, because I let them borrow it, and I said, you know, it's been about a month. I think they've heard all the songs on the CD. I think I should get my CD back. And I asked them. I was like, "So what happened to my Toy Story CD? I would like to get it back, please. I miss it." And they responded with, "What Toy Story CD? I don't remember you letting me borrow that. And I don't like the audacity. How dare you? How dare you? Like I remember arguing for a long time. I never got that CD back. I never got that CD back." Turns out years later, they told me that it's like, oh, I lost it, and I just didn't have the heart to tell you. We could have just said that instead of lying, you know. <laughs> Whatever. And and then another thing happened one time with my little sister. I I let her borrow a game, a Pokemon game, because she was on a binge when she was little, where she would separate all of her toys, everything, into colors. She had like containers, and everything went in a specific coloring container. She took one of my games because it was blue. And she's like, oh, this goes with my blue stuff. And I knew where it was or whatever. But after a while, I, after about a week, I tried to look for it. And she's like, I never took it. I mean, she was like five. I don't know. I couldn't really blame her. But actually, I still did. And sometimes I still do today. I pull it over. I was like, you lost my game. Yeah. But that happens like when when we avoid it, when we run away, when we manipulate, when we try to change the story. Because that's what she did to me. My sister was like, I didn't ever take it. That's what was happening. We try to run away from the situation. We're not dealing with it. It's still there. The problem is still there. Adam and Eve still ate the fruit. That didn't change just because they were trying to lie about the situation or walk away from the situation. Same thing, that same thing happens with us. When we are guilty, when we sin, when when we do things in our lives that we face difficult situations, that we've done something wrong and we try to walk away, all it does is put strain on our relationship with God and with the person that we have wronged. We try to lie, we try to move, we try to change things, but without really dealing with the issue that creates strain with God, strain with others. Psalm 32 verse 5 tells us how we deal with guilt. It says, then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave me the guilt of my sin. You forgave the guilt of my sin. We don't like forgiving people. It's not easy. You know, especially when we feel like we deserve justice or we deserve that someone has wronged us and we like, well, you know, I, I, I shouldn't forgive you. I shouldn't, I shouldn't. But I have faced so many situations in my life where I have done wrong to other people. Sometimes I didn't even know that I had done wrong to other people. I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a situation where, like, sometimes as, a married, as, as married between me and Lijinska, where we have had situations where I didn't even know she was mad at me because I didn't even realize I had done something wrong. But when I found out, when I've discovered it and, and I confess it, it's like, you know what, I did do wrong. I, I, I asked for your forgiveness. I, I, I'm not denying that it happened. When we do that, confessing our sin, giving it over to God, giving over our wrong to God helps us to heal the problem. But we don't like to do it because it's hard. It's hard. We sometimes think that if we confess our, our guiltiness, That somehow that means that we are going to lose. That we will look weak. We think that if we confess our sin, that somehow we will be loved less. That we won't be as special or as important to God anymore if we confess our sin. We think that just because we try to hide the situation from other people, you know, and we we do it all the time. Because a lot of us, many of us, do things Uh, outside of church and we don't tell people and we come to church sometimes and people come to church and they do stuff outside of church and they're like, man, I did nothing wrong and I come to church and we just act like nothing happened but we create strain between us and God and we think that if I say it, it's just going to cause problems. If I say it, I'm just going to lose out. If I say it, I won't be loved. If I say it, I won't be accepted. If I say it, if I admit my guilt, I am just a bad person. I'm just a bad person. But that's not the case. That's not the truth. The truth of the matter is, is that the Bible tells us. The Bible tells us this. Therefore, if you confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. James 5.16. john 1, 1 John 1, 1.9. If you are... If you confess your sins to God, he is faithful and true to forgive you of your sin. The truth is, is that God is faithful. God is loving. God is merciful. God is gracious. All of these things that we think are so hard for us are easy for God. We think that God might not forgive us because we think he's like us. It's like, well, I don't like to forgive people. So God, you know, he might be, he must be the same. It must be hard for him. He needs me to act good. He needs me to be good before he can actually give me forgiveness. He needs me to, to, to live life differently. I can't tell you how many times that I've heard that from people. And it bothers me. So many people have told us, wow, well, you know, I can't go to church. Because, you know, I'm not living right. I'm not living right. It bothers me so much. And it reminds me of this one Christian comedian. He said the one time he was having a conversation with a bus driver, and the bus driver goes, Well, you know, I'm too far. It's too far. It's too late for me. And he says, Well, did you ever uh did you ever commit adultery and then murder murder her husband so that you could just cover it up? The bus driver answered, Well, not yet. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, (laughs) It's a little too much information there. But the truth is, that story is the story of King David. He forced himself upon a woman that did not want him, did not know him, and then he murdered her husband so that she could be with him. He tried to cover it up, make the story right. And guess what? God still called David a man after his own heart. Why? Because God is gracious. God is loving. We talked about in the Bible trivia how Peter denied Jesus, yet Peter, even though Peter denied Jesus three times, even though many of the disciples denied Jesus, he still still went to them after he came back from, after he rose from the dead and he went to Peter and says, Peter, do you love me? I love you. I love you. God tells us that no matter what we do, if we will come to him, he will take our guilt away because he doesn't want to live. He doesn't want us to live with the heart haunted by guilt. He wants us to know that we can, we can, and are still loved. We can come to him. We can be better. We can move forward with life. And I'm about to finish here this this evening. So if uh, Kyle could come up here and help me, with the guitar want him to fall. God wants you to know that you are loved. So many of us will listen to what everybody says around us and think that the only way to be loved is to fit in with everybody else, to look like everybody else, to do what everybody else is doing and to just, or to just hide it, just hide it all, to be different. to, To be a different person at school, to be a different person at church, to be a different person at work, to be a different person at home. But God says you don't have to hide it. You don't have to hide what you've done. You don't have to hide who you are. Because if you are honest with who you are, then here I am to show you who I am. And that is a loving and forgiving. So I want to pray with you tonight for everybody that's watching and everybody that's here tonight. There is something that is on your heart right now. As I've been talking about guilt, you feel guilty about something. It's like, man, you know, it's there. I don't want to deal with it, but I'll just cover it up, ignore it, not pay attention. Maybe it'll go away. Maybe it'll go away. Maybe it's even something small. It's like, you know, I talked back to my mom. I argued with my mom. I did this, I did that, but you still feel bad about it. There's still something there. And I'm not talking to anybody. I'm not. I'm just saying. Whatever it is that you're going through. Whatever is going on in your heart today. That you need something. That you need to know that you are really loved. Jesus is here for you. Stand with me this evening. And I just want you to pray. Everybody to pray. Eyes closed, head bowed in this moment. We're going to pray. We're going to pray for everybody that's online. We're going to pray for everybody that is here. We're going to pray that God just let you know that you are loved today. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to be here. God, we thank you for the the reality and truth of who you are. That you are a loving God, a gracious God, a merciful God. God, that even if we stand here in this moment and any one of us is feeling guilt, is feeling shame, is feeling overwhelmed by something in our past, something that we're living right now, something that we don't want anybody to know and it is haunting our hearts right now. It is causing us pain. It is at, at night, we think about it, at night we can't go to sleep because of it, because of all that's going on. But God, remind us that here and now you love us that your love is strong enough to take the guilt and you did you did do that you took it on your cross you took it on the cross you took it on yourself and you have offered us in exchange for forgiveness so if anybody that is hearing me right now that needs that right now just between you and god you say this right now god here that's my kill.